The WHA is a really fascinating league. It decided to go head-to-head with the National Hockey League many years ago. And in order to do that, it had to make a splash. And the splash that it chose to make was making a pitch to Bobby Hall. Scott Surgeon is the author of the World Hockey Association Factbook and all of the factbooks that have followed since on the WHA. And we sat down with Scott earlier today and asked, for anyone who doesn't know, just how key was Bobby Hull to the success of the World Hockey Association? You know, it it was a different landscape back in 1972. Um, The various major leagues, um, they didn't necessarily have a, a monopoly on their sport in North America, you had the America, uh, National Basketball Association had the ABA, the NFL had the AFL, uh, Major League Baseball had put up with the so-called uh, Continental League that was talked about back in the 50s. And then here comes the WHA in the early 70s to take on the NHL. Um, it's hard to really compare that to anything going on today. I, I don't see a new league forming from scratch now, like one would have formed back in the early seventies in the case of the WHA. Um, so just to have a new league come into existence is itself. Well, it just seems like a big gamble. And then to have perhaps the best player in the NHL in 1972, make the jump that that just seems unfathomable to any fan. It would be like a theoretically, if we had a league now, and all of a sudden, Ovechkin just gave up and says, hey, I don't want to pay for the Capitals anymore. I'm going over to this new league. It, it just, it was a huge, huge uh, seismic shift, if you will, when Hull signed with Winnipeg in June of 72. Um, it was basically saying, this is a new era of hockey. WHA is going to persist in some manner, but he basically gave it a guarantee that it would at least get its legs and get off the ground. Without Hull, there is no WHA. Scott, we talk about the money that was involved in that contract where we've never seen money like this before for an NHL player, a a hockey player, any kind of player, had we? Not at the time, no. I mean, I think the million-dollar contract was still kind of rare, even in the 90s. Um, The story was that Hull was interested, but he also kind of – called their bluff give me a million dollars and i'll sign with you and now you you and i've been around it when you bluff somebody you better be ready to back that up and i think you know of course i I never talked to hull about this but you know i think he was aware that if they come through with the money he would sign and i've always felt that bobby hull was smart enough to understand that his action was going to have a huge effect on the game there are very few players that can do something like this and fundamentally change the way the the game is run as a business. Um, Very few players have the leverage that Hall had at that time. So if any other player had jumped, um, even good player, I don't think it would have had the same effect had it not been Bobby Hall. That is my opinion. Yeah. Well, you think about it coming out of the decade of the sixties, he was arguably the most popular player in the NHL. And then all of a sudden there he is, 
in Winnipeg. We're talking with Scott Surgeon, who has written the World Hockey Association Factbook and the World Hockey Association Factbook Second Edition. If you want to know World Hockey Association facts, you can find them thanks to Scott. So paint the picture of the landscape then once Hall arrived, because sometimes leagues are able to get one player, but then that's just their player the nasl was able to convince pele to come and play the north american soccer league they had a, a couple of others come but in yeah. the wha's case there seemed to be this this really big group of really good players who wound up playing in the league how did that happen it, it you know that's a good question I'm not, I'm not even sure about that i would have to guess that there was probably a lot of incipient dissatisfaction with the players in the nhl at the time with their teams. Um, as you know, free agency at the time did not exist. So it really wasn't, you couldn't just go from team to team to the highest bidder. You were pretty much stuck with the team you were on until they didn't want to sign you anymore. They had the reserve clause back then. So when Hull goes to the WHA, suddenly a whole bunch of players are interested. Jerry Cheevers with from the Bruins. Actually, the Bruins lost three, three significant people. They lost uh, Jerry Cheevers. They lost um, Derek Sanderson and, uh, Johnny McKenzie. And uh, then, of course, you have JC, uh, Jean-Claude Tremblay uh, goes to Quebec. Um, Ted Green, another Bruin. Um, a lot of very good players decided to make the jump. And then you have a bunch of players that were good, but kind of in that second tier. Um, fellows that never really got a chance to show their stuff in the NHL. Guys like Andre Lacroix. You know, he had been a solid scorer for Philadelphia in the late 60s, early 70s. But he was by no means a star. Um, uh, Tom Webster, uh, Norm Ferguson, these were capable players that, you know, had they stayed in the NHL, may have, you know, evolved into a, a level player. But they go to the WHA and suddenly they've got room to roam. They can, you know, stretch their wings and become really good players. And uh, I, I think that Hall just opened up, basically broke the dam. Um, I don't think if Hull signs, I don't think any of these players sign, maybe two or three. It, it took a lot of courage for Hull to move to WHA. And you have to wonder where that takes things because the WHA ultimately would be the home of Wayne Gretzky. Does Wayne yep. he wind up there? He was able to go there as a 17-year-old. The fact that the league lasted as long as it did, do you point that back to Bobby Hull? No doubt. Um, Again, there's no way to know for sure this would be a parallel universe, but if Hall doesn't sign with Winnipeg, I think the league might last for two seasons. There just wouldn't be some re any reason to really want to go for it. It might evolve into some kind of like the old Western League was before the NHL expanded. Um, even when the even around the second and third season, there was you know ironically the Winnipeg Jets were not in good shape financially in 1974 and suddenly the WHA realizes we need to get clever. We need to start looking around for players. And that's when the WHA started making the European connection. It was the first league to really bring over a lot of Europeans, not just one or two people at a time, but you know, a dozen. And in that, that's that we can trace back the European influence in North American hockey to 1974 WHA. I think that gave the WHA a lot, a lot of boost. I think it made the league a lot more competitive. Um, 
it, it was never a strong financial, uh, it was never very strong financially. And it, I don't see it lasting longer than the seven seasons it did. I think it took all they could to make it last seven seasons. But by the end, it was clear that some of the teams were very strong, in very good shape financially, and were excellent hockey markets. Without the WHA, without, the, without Bobby Hull, I don't see there being an Edmonton Oilers nowadays. I don't see there being, you know, uh, the Quebec Nordiques and then, you know, they evolving into the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I don't know if Winnipeg ever gets a team. Let's be honest. I don't know. Uh, New England, Hartford, you know, Hartford's, I think, was one of the smallest markets in North America, and, and yet they had a team. And I just don't see any of those things happening without Bobby Hull. You know, it's possible that the NHL eventually expands into these places, but it would be on the NHL's terms. Um, it, the way it happened, I think, is unique in hockey history. Um, and you mentioned Wayne Gretzky. Boy, that's a case right there. I, I often think that without him, expansion in 1979 is not a done deal. And so with with Gretzky, you know, um, I, I like to say he basically brought in four teams with him. He, he was the leverage that the WHA needed in 1978 and 79 to make them really attractive to the NHL. Isn't that amazing? Well, Scott, we could talk WHA memories. We oh. haven't even mentioned Toronto Toros. We could do it forever. Can we do it again? Thanks so much for the time now. But I'd love yeah, to sure. come back and, and talk some other history another time. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always willing to talk WHA. Love it. That is Scott Surgeon, author of the World Hockey Association Factbook.